Hey, Hawkeye fans, Chad Leistico with Mark Emmert here overlooking Memorial Stadium. Uh, we are in the radio booth where Gary Dolphin uh, called the games, so I'm, feeling very uh, radio-y today. And uh, we uh, are looking over the scene where Iowa was a 42-16 to winner today against the Hoosiers. Mark, uh, did you see that coming? I did not. Uh, I thought they would win, as you know, a close game. I mm -hmm. think you picked the same thing, a little lower scoring. I'm obviously been wrong about that pretty much all year. They seem to score more than I think they're going to score, and I think this, in my opinion, was their best game of the season. Good take there. Yeah. Uh, can't disagree. Both offense and defense, I thought. Really, really a lot of impressive stuff against, I thought this was a pretty good Indiana team. Now maybe we'll find out they're not that good, but they, they came in with you know 4-2 and two record and some nice players and some good stats, and Iowa just laid waste to these guys today. I mean, it was not close. Very similar to the Minnesota game where they yep. jumped out to a, yep. a nice big lead. Um, you know, had a few slip-ups, had, had a Nate Stanley turnover in there Yep. Um, to kind of bring <laughs> the game back closer. Got to have one every game, apparently. <laughs> felt I, I made a comment that it felt a little like 2009 with, when Stansley, Stansley <laughs> would throw the pick sixes to keep teams close. Did you say Stansley? I did for a moment, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, I think he's a little looser with the ball this year than he was last year, but also making, I think, a lot more positive plays. And obviously, oh, yeah. up like six yeah. touchdowns, my goodness. <laughs> that uh, We never saw Stansley do that. Right. Uh, that uh, That is actually not an Iowa record. It ties Chuck Long, who did it For twice. Second, yeah. yeah, Chuck Hartley has the Big Ten record of oh. seven in a game. And they were actually going for more. And, and that's where I kind of want to start this. Okay. They were going deep. He was throwing deep to Kyle Groneweg with yeah. three minutes to go with a 26-point lead. Right. Yeah. And, and the very last Iowa fans <laughs> seem to like that. Do they? Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, it's a killer instinct. You know, I know you asked T.J. Hawkinson about it after the mm -hmm. game in terms of uh, is that a different mindset for this team, and he got a really good answer, I thought. Yeah, I, that was probably the best quote of the – Yeah, that's why I wanted to use it too, but you already had it. So <laughs> it was your question. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, team player. Yeah, Mark is the best team player. Uh, but, yes, uh, yeah, Hawkinson's quote, uh, for those that haven't read it yet, uh, was to the effect of uh, we want to get teams down and – Essentially, keep them down Top and keep your gas. foot on the gas. Yeah. I think he wanted to say we want to put, I don't know, you know, put our foot on their throats, that right. type of thing. But right. I think he caught himself and said, "Foot on the gas." Yeah. Sure, <laughs> and uh, it was on their throats today. And yeah. uh, and I think the first part of his quote too is, "We want to be a championship level team." Yeah, good catch there around here. And uh, mm -hmm. five and one. I mean, I'm not sure sure they're be championship level because we'll have to see what Wisconsin does. But uh, yeah, very very good team. It is, and, and the, the Wisconsin thing is going to continue to <laughs> sting all year because they yeah. gave that one away, and you just see how they play now. Yeah. And it's almost just like you realize that, that they should have won that game. Mm -hmm. They should have won that game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess we knew that that night. But, right, right. But they hit the halfway mark, 5-1. and one. Um, Let's get into stats, and then we'll we, kind of like we always do, and then we'll hit mm -hmm. big picture. And I think we've got to start. Probably today on offense. <laughs> I, I think would you say. know the position we got to start with too. Okay, let's start there. Uh, so the Hawkeyes, we believe, uh, uh, for the first time in school history, yeah. have two 100-yard receiving tight ends in a single game. Yeah. Noah Fant, four catches, 101. T.J. Hawkinson, four catches, 107. Your thoughts, Mark Emmert. Well, you know what I think. Uh, I'm not sure why they don't have three 100-yard receiving tight ends, but. Uh, no, I mean, considering that uh, the big question until yesterday was whether Fant would play at all right. and, and didn't get cleared until yesterday, so hadn't done any real practice work all week. 
Uh, he was out there on the third play of the game, got a penalty on that play, but uh, bounced back quickly with that 28-yard touchdown. And, uh, I, you know, that was just a really beautiful play by both he and Stanley. And, and they, they were getting a lot of single coverage out there today, which is uh, I don't know why they do that, Indiana. I guess he felt like he had to blitz to get pressure on Stanley, but that didn't work either because they only sacked him once. So uh, a lot of really good matchups for those tight ends today. And I thought Hawkinson, uh, again, was just brilliant. I mean, that, that nine-yard catch for the first touchdown was a really, mm-hmm. really nice catch. A lot of guys don't come down with that ball inbounds. And then the 54-yarder was, I think it was like a nine-yard pass, and the rest of it was just Hawkinson turning on the Jets and yeah. uh, looking like Amir Smith-Marset there down the side. <laughs> so uh, really, really uh, just special t- athletes, both of those guys. And uh, I put it in my story that I wrote that it looked like they were just toying with the uh, Indiana secondary. Like, mm. it, it looked like they just could have scored almost whenever they wanted to. So uh, what, I have not had a chance to read your story. I don't even think it's posted yet right. uh, on the tight ends. But what was kind of your biggest uh, uh, takeaway, or what, or uh, you know, from interviews and, and about yeah. about that those tight ends? Because I know you wrote about it. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously we were hoping to talk to Noah himself after the game, but they they did not bring him for mm-hmm. post game interviews, which is you know fine. But uh, I mean, I kind of led with that the joke that that Ferentz made, which has gotten a lot of traction on social media, as you might imagine about. Uh, Fant snap count. He's like, yeah, why don't you uh, <laughs> fill in our listeners? I asked him when, when Fant was cleared to play, and he said it was yesterday. And then he said, uh, I don't know how many snaps he even had today, I, but somebody's keeping track of that, right? And then <laughs> there was kind of a pause. Then we all realized he was joking. <laughs> and we started laughing. And he goes, yeah, sorry about that. I had, you know, that's too easy, but I had to get that in. But uh, obviously that goes back to the controversy about, not really even controversy, but some of the comments that, that you know, Fant's brother made on right. Twitter and so on. But uh, um, so that's kind of where I led with that, uh, you know, they didn't even know he was going to play at all. He comes mm-hmm. in, has a really good game. Hawkinson, just as good, maybe even a little better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, Hawkinson was tremendous. Yeah. And uh, that's just uh, a real – I mean, we talked about that coming into the season. That's a real tough thing for anybody to defend, yeah. uh, those two guys. And uh, it just opens up everything for that offense, um, really. I mean, the run game was not was not great again today. It was better. But I th- uh, Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. But that's a, pretty good. That's a dynamic that I don't think I – I wonder if any team in the nation could match that. Certainly not in the Big Ten, but I just I don't I guess I don't follow every school in the nation, but right. to have two tight ends like that, really, really something. I, I I honestly think they could be competing with each other for first team all Big Ten. Right. That's interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you gonna vote that? Uh right now I you know, honestly I'd probably or vote Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Yeah. yeah. I think I would. He does lead the team in receiving yards. But, yeah. And uh no he's no that's back to back games with two touchdowns for him. Mm-hmm. He has a rushing T D on a fake field goal. <laughs> And, and of course, Fant scores every, scores at least one every game. It seems like I think he's got yeah right. Sixteen I'm losing of his last nineteen games or something. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, so yeah. eighteen out of his career, uh, which is fourth all time in Hawkeye history, and he's he's still got half of his junior year left. Yes, I mean I don't think he's going to be back for his senior year. Could, could you imagine what he would do if he had eighteen yeah. games left or nineteen, whatever? Oof. Well, he almost had another one. Uh, yeah, they threw deep to him <laughs> yeah. uh, late in the game yeah. and. It was essentially a fly route, and Stanley hit him. Yeah, it was I a mean, nice play. I've been waiting for that one to hit all year, and, and it did. Yep. Yep. An ankle tackle. I mean, he was he was close. He was. Yep. Yeah. So I guess we don't know for sure, but I think it was concussion protocol with him as yeah. well, yeah. I guess. Yep. Um, but uh, we know Ivory Kelly Martin was concussed, mm-hmm. uh, did not play, yep. uh, did not travel. And so in his stead, uh, Torrin Young rushes 19 times for 96 yards. Yeah making a lot of fans happy. They got to see more Torn Young. But a few commenters still wanted more. Yes. Well, they yeah, always do. Also, his first career touchdown catch. Oh, yes. Right. That's right. And that's a nice little 11-yard play. Yeah, um, that was nice. Yeah. 
Uh, Makai Sargent, 10 carries, 59 yards. And I thought a really solid game from yep. him. A couple catches for him, too. Um, for the game, Iowa rushes 32 times for 159. That's a five yards mm-hmm. per carry average. Mm-hmm. Real solid. It's good. Uh, but but again, I think as you wrote in your preview, this was a pass-first yeah. team you yet can, again. You can really see that, yeah. Stanley, 21 of 33 for 320 yards, six touchdowns, had the one interception. Yeah. 10 yards per attempt. Jeez. I mean, he's just. That's amazing. He's rolling. Yeah, this is a Pac-12 offense in the Big Ten right now. This is just crazy what they're, mm-hmm. what they're doing. And um, so it's the third time in the last four games he's gone over 300 yards. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just he makes it look so effortless. He's been really good. Uh, Tom Allen had some good quotes about him. He mm-hmm. said he thought he saw him at Big Ten media days and thought he was a tight end. <laughs> Uh, As if Iowa needs more of those. Uh, and Jake Gervas, uh, you guys will probably see this already at Hawk Central, but he did make the Big Ben Roethlisberger did comparison. He? Oh boy! In quotes. Here we go. So now we can officially do it. The hype is on. Big Ben, black and gold. <laughs> Nate Stanley, and we have some three-word headlines uh, to that nature at some point um, here as we wait. get going here. Um, anything else stand out to you from the offense um, from today? Um, you know, again, only one sack for Stanley, mm-hmm. uh, and they were blitzing. Uh, they, they, a lot. They got some pressure. Obviously, the, the one touchdown he threw to easily should have been a sack, but he just kind of shot <laughs> yeah, right. that guy. I'm talking about Roethlisberger, that's kind of where he looked like him the most in that play. And but uh, I thought overall that offensive line has really given him a lot of time. And of course, he said the same thing, and so did Hawkinson. So they, mm-hmm. they all talked about how important that is that you know they've got time to run those routes against man coverage and get open, and he's got time to spot them. Yeah. And uh, and it's all working really really well right now. Yeah, you know what? I didn't go through the other receiving stats. Uh, uh, Brandon Smith uh, had yep. another nice game. Yep. Uh, in fact, uh, First two catches, who right? was it? Uh, I think it was Keegan Render. I'm pretty sure it was Render uh, talked about this. when the, uh, Brandon Smith, on the very first drive, uh, went yep. up and, and won a jump ball. Yeah. They thought that that was kind of yet another sort of signal of growth, another signal yep. of, you know, this guy's coming of age. You know, yep. everyone's just getting confidence. And, and he he ends up with three catches for 43 yards. Mm-hmm. Another solid game from him. Yep. Uh, Makai Sargent had two catches for 21. Uh, Torn Young, uh, Austin Kelly, oh and boy. Brady Ross, each with a catch. Fullbacks. And Amir Smith-Marset, one catch for two yards, yet uh, he might have had the most electric <laughs> play of the day on that kick return. Yeah. He, he didn't until like two plays later when Stanley threw that touchdown. It was like Stanley just one-upped yeah, him. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, that was uh, that was something. I interviewed him about that. He was oh. hilarious on it. Uh, I really wish I had it on video. I didn't. Um, you know, once he started, it's too late. I couldn't have, <laughs> I couldn't get the phone up in time. But he said, uh, first of all, he said, uh, LeVar Woods asked him, can you catch the ball? Can you catch the ball looking into the sun? He said, I said, he said, uh, yeah, I told him I could. He said, what am I going to tell him? I don't want him to give someone else my job. <laughs> right. He said he got that out there. He couldn't see a thing. Yeah, you could tell. <laughs> so he said he saw the ball, which direction it was going, and then he looked up, saw the sun. He said it hurt his eyes. <laughs> so he stepped to the side, knowing the trajectory of it. He said, my plan was to let it bounce and then grab it and do something with it. Mm-hmm. I said, did you ever think about t- touchback? He goes, no, that's not how I roll. <laughs> So he picks it up, scoops it up, eludes two guys like inside the five, yeah, and ends up going sixty yards, hurdling a guy. And then I add, I did ask him this too. I said, "Did you have you seen it on social media?" Yeah. I assumed he had. He said, "No, yeah. I haven't. I can't wait to see it though." Oh, I'm sure. He said, "I've already had people telling me that he was that the kicker was 
practically straight up when I heard him. I yeah. thought he was down. But anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. So he, that and was that, a high hurdle. That's where he tweaked his ankle, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did return in the fourth quarter. He said he's fine. Okay. So just yeah. FYI. Good to know. The only injury um, really of note is Brady Ross today. Right. And um, Sounded encouraging. Yep. Yeah, Ferris said it wasn't. He didn't think it was serious. But. Yeah. It uh, looked like a knee. Mm-hmm. That's how Austin Kelly got in the game late. Uh, defensively, uh, leading tackler, Jake Gervas with eight. Christian Welch with eight. Yes. We never saw Amani Jones yep. on that, Christian that Welch, linebacker. I, he, I think I, I talked to Christian quite a while after the game, and I think he just played that. He just played so uh, flawlessly mm-hmm. that uh, there was no need to make a change there. And I really thought that uh, he had a good game. The defense as a whole um, played much better than last week. Yeah, they, uh, they did. Just, they just made some really, really obviously the two the two interceptions in the end zone, but some big stops on short yardage situations. Uh, Parker Hesse had a very good game. Yes, he did. Um, two TFLs. Armani Hooker is you just see how important he is to this team. I mean, he he played outside linebacker, and you wouldn't even notice the, that wasn't his natural position. If you yeah. Watch this game. I mean, went wire to wire there. We never saw Barrington Wade. Right. So they went with that whatever we're going to call that defense now. Four two five essentially. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, nickel four two five. You know, Amani Hooker's pickup team. Whatever he's doing, he's just picking guys and playing whatever position he wants to play. Yeah. It seems like. And uh, uh, I thought parents had an interesting comment after the game about how it's going to kind of force them to make some tough decisions now because Geno Stone looks like a starter. He told me after the game he believes that he's earned a starting spot, whether mm. he gets one or not. Wow. He's played it well enough. You can't argue that. Um, Hooker looks really good at linebacker, but they're going to get two linebackers back probably next week. Right. And, right. Then, you know, so what do they do then? And I, I, I don't know that Ferentz has that answer right now, but he did say that those guys have opened his eyes enough to make him think there's some possibilities now mm-hmm. that he wouldn't have thought he had a month ago. And that's obviously a good thing for this team, but it's going to, that's going to be a bit of a conundrum. Yeah. Because uh, those guys all deserve to be on the field. I, I think Christian Welch deserves to be out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they, but they, maybe they all can't be. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, very interesting what's happened with this defense just over the last few weeks with the injuries. That we've seen it evolve mm-hmm. in ways that I don't think we would have foreseen uh, yeah. coming into the season. Or the coaches would have even foreseen. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So I really thought that they had a really, just a really, really uh, very, very good game. And uh, against a pretty good offense. I mean, this, this offense, that was their lowest scoring output of the year. Their second lowest rushing total. They kept that quarterback in check mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, I guess he's dealing with a little bit of an injury, but still, um, you know, a really good player. So th- I thought this was uh, – I mean, the offense is going to get a lot of the headlines and, and should. Right. But, but I think the defense just quietly put together a really, really nice performance. Uh, one solution, as you were talking there, I, I could envision. Uh, Twelve guys. <laughs> if everyone's healthy. Um, remember in the in, – what was it, August? Phil Parker talked to us about how Nick Neiman was working inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Could he go to weak side? And, Could he and, and, and Colbert to the bench? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe put Hockaday and Neiman inside. Keep Hooker outside. Mm-hmm. Keep Stone and Gervas in there. I don't know. Right, and keep uh, Colbert and Welch on the bench. Yeah, and yeah. you could always flex Neiman out to outside linebacker if, if the yeah. team gets heavy and put yeah, you know, Stone back on the bench. I don't know. They, you're right. There's so many possibilities now. I know, I know, and uh, I kind of feel bad a little bit for, for both Stone and Welch because they're both. They're, I mean, neither one of them kind are kind of Bonnie Jones, of course. But yeah. I'm just saying that they're kind of on the outside looking in potentially, mm-hmm. um, and they would start on a lot of teams. Yeah, it's uh, all of a sudden they're going to have an embarrassment of riches. It's, nuts. it's just nuts uh, on def- on a defense that's already playing really well. Yeah, uh, let's let's uh, actually just quickly mention the, the two freshman corners started again: yeah. mm-hmm. Julius Brents and Riley Moss. Uh, apparently, Julius Brents had a ton of family here. 
have been oh, canvassing the team for tickets. Of course, yep. Uh, Indianapolis. Well, there were kid. plenty of tickets available. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I guess he didn't have. To. <laughs> there were about twelve thousand empty seats. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's good. I thought he had a good game. Brents was fantastic. Yes. Opposing teams clearly of the two would rather go at Moss. Absolutely. We saw that two weeks in a row. Now. Yeah. For obvious reasons. I mean, that's you know, I'm not picking on Moss. Um, it's, it's not his natural position. I mean, he was a safety up until mm-hmm. three weeks ago, but and he's also a little shorter. But uh, you know, he, he gave the one touchdown again. Um, but was, mm-hmm. you know, I thought he was. I thought he was good. He had a lot of uh, tackles today. Six tackles yeah. for Riley Moss, yeah. all solos. Um, yeah, he had a pretty, uh, yeah. pretty nice game in that regard. And yeah, apparently, I mean, Hankins was dressed. Yeah, I did not play, play a single play. snap, as no. far as I could tell. Yep. Uh, Ojemudia did play in nickel. Yep, just like a little shake. Yeah, I, I think he might have lost his job. He he got two long plays, didn't he? OJ? Yeah. yeah. And, I think uh, he may have lost his job. Yeah, if, if his hamstring is 100% healthy, then that's probably not a good sign for him. And honestly, right now, you have to say Brents looks like the better player. Yeah, I think uh, I think you go Hankins-Brents yeah. when, whenever everyone's years. healthy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, let's do three-word headlines. Um, Katie Joe, who's your daddy now? Oh, boy. Got a lot of those. Yes, I've heard that before. <laughs> it is good, though. Uh, Charlie Carter, on that same note, who's your favorite tight end? <laughs> he puts T-E, so that okay, makes yeah, it that so, Who's your favorite, Mark oh, Emmer? come on. You can't make me pick a favorite. <laughs> you have a favorite child? <laughs> <laughs> I have two, yeah, so there you go. They're both your favorites? Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got seven tight ends that I really like here. So, uh, <laughs> no, those, those two guys, it's hard to separate them right now. They're both really good. Uh, Alicia de France says uh, Hawkeyes hurdle Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could actually use that if we had that photo on the paper. Exactly, a alliteration. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Scott Peterson says uh, watching David Bell, oh. the big time recruit out of it. Yeah, yeah, out of Indianapolis, here, yeah. Uh, who who played, I believe, for Warren Central last night. Some of the reporters yeah. went to that game, I believe. Yep. yep. Being recruited yeah, by both I mean, these schools, right? Is he not? Yeah, I mean, if he's watching this offense right now, I mean, all of a sudden it does look pretty attractive. Yeah, yeah. It's it's transforming. Yeah. The, the Brian Ferentz stuff is working. Yeah. Clearly is. Yes, it is. And Nate Stanley is really, really good. Oh, and that helps, yeah. yeah. you got to have the right trigger, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on that note, where is it? Oh, uh, at not Nate Stanley. So this is not Nate Stanley. <laughs> okay. Says Roethlisberger for Heisman. <laughs> but Everyone's years making too late. a comparison now. Yeah, yeah. I know. it is. You can kind of see it. Yeah, yeah. Even just walking out of the interview room, he just—you notice how he just sort of Stanley. Just, I mean, he just yeah. is a big guy. Just kind of, mm-hmm. he's almost just limps when he walks, just like Roethlisberger always right. does. Right. You know? Yep. Just never looks like he's fluid in any way, shape, or form. But he gets the job done. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, on that other same, on the same note, uh, Kyla Burton says Nate the Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Morehouse, never heard of him, says Stanley the Manly. <laughs> so it was not Mark Morehouse. No, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, he said, "Has that been taken? It has now, and it has 32 likes at this Aww. point." So. so that was a favorite. Yep. Uh, Brad Kegler says Brian is unleashed. Oh, interesting. And I would concur yeah. to the notion of they're still throwing the ball. 
the very last play of the, the game. The last play of the game. <laughs> it was a deep pass. And I thought he was just trying to throw it out of bounds to run the I clock. I think he kind of was. But it was but it was inbounds. Yeah, it could have been intercepted, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what are they doing? I, he didn't want to give the ball back. No, I, and they didn't. Something must have rubbed him the wrong way over there, well, I mean, guess. The Indiana sideline. They had, were a little bit obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, and, and just penalties and unsportsmanlike conduct. and So that could be part of it. Dad of picks says keep on throwing. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that might be the extent of huh? good ones. Oh, one more. One more. Uh, Craig Thompson, the Stanley Steamer. <laughs> there you go. There's an old school reference. I like that. <laughs> There you go. So uh, as we wind down here, we don't know the Wisconsin-Michigan result, but uh, I think, again, I think Iowa's the best team in the Big Ten West. Really? Right now. Well, yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. They should have beaten Wisconsin. They're, be- they're a better team right now. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll get a chance to get to Indy. I mean, if Wisconsin stumbles. They need they them need to lose twice, obviously, obviously. Iowa's got to take care of its business, but uh, mm-hmm. the way they're looking right now, I mean, should be 6-1 and one heading to Happy Valley. Yeah, Maryland next week. Um, that you know, third straight homecoming. Uh, yeah, right, right. So far, Iowa's kind of made it. Yeah, embarrassed teams in their homecoming. That's what I, I called. I called. Uh, this is kind of a bad pun, but I called Fanton uh, Hawkinson the homecoming wreckers. <laughs> I like it. I like Six it. That's why you're an award-winning journalist. Oh, please. It's probably got edited out. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, you guys at least heard it here, so there you go. That's all that matters. <laughs> Uh, yeah, big picture. I, just, I think uh, I think this team's certainly on the right track, but but obviously, um, talking to the guys afterwards, man, there's just a lot of confidence brimming from all yeah. of them. Yeah, Keegan Render, Jake Gervas, uh, Anthony Nelson, mm-hmm. um, obviously Amir Smith Marset. Yeah, uh, they just sound like a real confident group. I mean, Keegan right. Render said the only way we're being stopped right now is is when we stop ourselves. Yeah, which is true. Yeah. Because I said you, you got 90 points the last two games. I guess it's never enough. He goes, no. <laughs> you know, we feel like we should score every possession. And Hawkinson certainly feels that way. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're not going to, but that's a, a good attitude to have, I guess. So you remember a couple weeks ago I wrote that column going into the Minnesota game about teams at Iowa. Iowa should win by substantial margins if they're yeah, truly taking that next step. There you go. Yep. So revisiting that right they now, have, yeah. totally think they have. Yeah. Uh, the evidence is there. Mm-hmm. That they've taken a step, so very encouraging. Yeah, I agree. This is a, a much more impressive team than I would have thought coming into the season. Of course, mm-hmm. there was a lot of question marks, and now I think they've answered almost all of them in a positive way. And yeah. Uh, yeah. you're right; they're just playing with a little different kind of swagger. Swag. That's a good word. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But uh, the trick is, uh, as as a lot of the guys said, the trick is you got to bring it every week. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have these let ups and um, right. Uh, there's a little bit of a tinge. I hesitate to bring up this comparison. Oh, boy. But I will. I didn't hesitate for long. Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> of the 70s? <laughs> um, 2002. Okay. Oh, okay. Early season loss that they shouldn't have lost at home. Right. Under the lights. That was to who again? Iowa State. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do they run the table if they don't lose that game? Right. Probably not. Because most, most would say probably not. Because that was motivation. Yeah. Yeah. And and they they realized they had to keep their foot on the mm-hmm. pedal mm-hmm. every week. Right. You know you can't mess up. That's interesting. So a little bit of just keep it in the back of your mind. 
Keep it in the back of your mind. That was a pretty good team, right? Best offense of the Ferris era. And I, I put in my column, I said, it's, it's May. I said, dare I say, this, is, this could be the best offense since 2002 of the Ferris era. Yeah, that's uh, hard to argue, really, isn't it? I mean, got a ways to go yet here. But they are averaging 31.5 points a game, 31.8, I think. And that counts kind of struggles the first two weeks. Yeah, the first two weeks we're talking about how bad they are. Right. <laughs> so, so it's only been four games, but yeah, a lot of encouragement there. So. Yeah, they, they look really good right now. All right, well, I'll let you uh, tease our podcast or our radio show oh, guest, and then we'll uh, and then we'll close it off. Yeah, we're going to get the uh, wide receivers coach Kelton Copeland on Wednesday, and uh, it's always good timing with these. It's amazing. We get to ask about Ramirez Smith Marset. I'm sure I'll have some good stories. Yeah, um, and uh, easily he's having a, I think, a really good year. And Brandon Smith is emerging mm-hmm. right now, so yeah, he's got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, the way those top guys three. I mean, if they stay healthy, that's a really good trio. Well, thanks again for listening. As always, uh, Mark and I are going to head out. Man, the, uh, we got a lot of construction to drive through on the way back to Iowa. You guys, uh, <laughs> if you watched at home, be thankful because <laughs> this drive was is not a fun one. But uh, we love our jobs. We're thankful for you. Uh, We're thankful for uh, this opportunity to do these podcasts, and we will talk to you on Wednesday.